With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation! Let's go! Special Coach Prime's birthday edition. Yes, sir. (laughs) Happy Uh, birthday, Coach Prime. Yeah, happy birthday to you, Coach. Hope it's a great day. It is an off day in terms of practice, but the guys are grinding still in the facility. This Yeah, there's there's no such thing as off days anymore, Jake. No. Not for them, not for us. Not for Neely. Definitely not for Neely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, Talking to players, talking to coaches... And then we got media day on Friday, so tons of stuff coming your way when we head up to Boulder. Today, though, we're going to look back on the first week of camp. Love it. Also, speaking of looking back, Exile with the great comment. Click, click clack, clack, boom. boom. <laughs> Darius went crazy with that. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> I had to text him about that. I was just like, that went insane. That hit, man. Yes, it did. I'm like, print the shirts. Yeah, for real. May not be the last time we hear that coming out of a huddle for the Bucks no. this year. No, that one, yeah, that one landed for sure. Yep. All right, pack show today. Let's just get on into it. Stock up for guys this camp. It's only been a week. It's been six practices. Neely's given us some great information, though, and we can kind of tell who's actually on the rise since the summer ended. Yeah, and just so you guys know, kind of my perspective on this as we were talking through the show, a little inside baseball, as they used to say, Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, a little behind the scenes um, we talked about doing stock up, stock down. And, and what I just said was, I don't know if it's fair for us to go stock down on guys when we haven't seen it with our own eyes. Right. Um, you know, you can just yeah, piece things thing. together uh, based on Colorado where they're rotating in that, this, that, or the other thing. Um, but for me, I was like, okay, well we can talk about stock up very easily based off of the good plays we've seen in camp, what we've heard from Neely, what we've heard from other sources inside the building. Um, but I don't want to, you know, for lack of a better term, um, rain on anyone's parade without actually being able to say, well, I saw that myself. Exactly. So we're keeping it positive today. So I'm just going to throw some names out and you're going to tell me if we're, we're just holding, holding steady or neutral. Yes. Neutral stock up. up. There you go. We got props, baby. Pretty simple game. Carrot top over here. (laughs) All right. Let's start with Shiloh Sanders. Shiloh Sanders, stock up. Way up. Way up. That's, uh, that stock has taken lift off to a point where I probably ah, can't even afford it anymore. Um, I'm glad I got it in when it was a little bit lower. Yep, exactly. Uh, how about Demoy Kennedy? You're just giving me all the stock way <laughs> up, guys. Stock way up out of the yellow jersey, finally. Yep. Um, and what's crazy, Jake, we haven't talked about this yet. I'm glad that um, I found a Des Moines note because everyone knows Des Moines is my guy. Yeah. Uh, that we haven't talked about yet. All these descriptions. Remember we heard the description from Coach Prime about how he flew out to the flat and made a play. I think it was also – was it also on Dylan or did he say who the running I don't think was? he said in that press conference who it was on. He just said he flew into the flat and made a huge play and, and it was just incredible how he got there so fast. Then we heard it from Coach Hart. The play that he made on the Dylan Edwards wheel route, which, as we know, I, when when Dylan was sitting right here, I talked about like you got to have linebackers who can stay with guys like you or get close to it. Uh, and of course, you know he made that play. So we talked so much about his speed. There's one more note about his speed that I want to touch on. Go ahead. He's still wearing a knee brace. Yes, he is still wearing a knee brace and flying around at that pace. Um, now, I don't think the knee brace is like 
crazy, like a crazy shackle that holds you down. But with that being said, I think that, uh, that he could be even faster without it. Who knows how long he's going to have that on. Right. Um, you know, Jarek Broussard a couple years back won Pac-12 player of the year at CU with the brace, with the brace on the yeah. whole season. So I'm not worried about the brace, but it's just crazy to me that, you know, fifth fastest guy on the team, according to Dylan Edwards, is wearing a knee brace. Yep. Wild. Another guy who has yet to shed the brace, Alton McCaskill. You holding or are you up? Stock neutral. All right. Stock neutral. And again, that is not a bad thing because his stock came in really high, right? Yeah. Maybe in terms of tra- actually second wave of transfers, his stock probably was the highest of anyone's. Yeah. Um, Most impactful transfer. And I think he looks good and he looks strong. Uh, still in the yellow, though. And that's why I'm just going to go stock neutral for right now. So maybe a good time to buy mm-hmm. uh, because I have a feeling once he gets to full go, uh, we're going to see an even more unleashed Alton McCaskill. The other reason why I would say uh, stock neutral here is just there's so many other guys in that room uh, and maybe a couple other guys whose stock has risen. Omarion Miller. Stock up. Way up. Way up. Way up. Uh, you know, I think there's six. Is it six freshman wide receivers? Um, I can look right now. One, two. Including Caleb Mathis. Three, four. Um... Just four that I see. This isn't the complete wide receivers. So, oh, okay. yeah, we're missing some three-star guys, so for okay. sure. Okay. Um, of all the freshmen coming in, he has certainly made an impression from a physical standpoint. Um, and are you? How many guys are you going through here? Um, that was four so far. I'm just being like, how many total? Like, right. Should I talk about Caleb Mathis? Um, because yeah, he, talk about. You can talk about Caleb Mathis here. Caleb, I think his stock is up as well. Um, but those two, you know, have been showing up, making plays. Uh, and Omarion Miller, obviously, from a physical standpoint, is very, very impressive. Um, High-pointing balls out there, making plays, making noise. So his stock is up. I think it's seven freshman wide receivers, including Caleb, according okay. to my account. Oh, also, uh huh. what was the goal for by the first ad break? 100. To hit 188, the amount of games Coach Prime has played in the NFL. There you go. 188 by the first ad break is the goal in honor of Coach Prime's 188 NFL games before he, be, of course, became a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. Smash that like button. All right. How about Savelle Smalls? Hmm. Neutral. Going stock neutral. I think that he has a real chance to explode. Um, you see the physical, I mean, when you, you see him out there walking around like that's, it's no wonder why he was a five-star player. Um, but I wouldn't say he's come up in the conversations about guys who are really blowing up this camp. So I'm going stock neutral versus Savelle. How about Amari McNeil? Ooh, interesting one. I'm going stock up. Pretty high up there. Yeah, stock up. Um, I don't, again, don't want to make too much of things that we can't know for sure with our own eyes. But from what I'm gathering from watching videos, it seems like he's uh, in the starting lineup. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously made maybe the play of camp. uh, Running back, you know, the touchdown running over Gavin Colt. Um, And, yeah, I think he... I think he's going to be a big part of the interior defensive line. All right. Next guy. I'll throw you a little bit of softball here. Talked about him yesterday. Tank. Draw Christian Lichtenham. Yes. A lot of people want to know who Tank is. Yes. I saw that in the comments of several different videos that we put out yesterday. Tank, of course, the left tackle. Jake, you can look up his size. I just have it written down as monstrous. Um <laughs> 6'10", 315. There you go. 6'10", 315. And just like his height, the stock is up. Maybe the most important player on the team for his stock to have gone up in this camp. Absolutely. Um, Unheralded recruit coming in. Guy who obviously had the physical tools. Had flashes, I would say, last year uh, of really nice play. But I don't think it's unfair to him to say that when we left the spring and he was still the starting left tackle, there's a question mark there. Sure. 
for him to have shown out, held his own in some of these one-on-one battles. Neely told us about the leadership role that he's taken on. Uh, I mean, just one thing after another kind of hitting there, his stock is up. He was only a two-star 247 sports recruit in 2020. He was a, a three-star 247 sports composite. He was listed at 6'8.5", 345. He has really grown and transformed his body and just the trajectory he's been on since he showed up to campus to, one, make the starting lineup. Of course, he has the size, but a two-star recruit coming in, make the starting lineup, and then just keep on going up and getting better as a player. It's really impressive. Yeah, and that's one of those things where you just... You have to ask why was he so lowly? Why was he rated so low, despite being so big? Uh, and I think the big reason is he was really raw, mm-hmm. really raw. And now he's getting really good coaching. He's got good players around him for the first time in his college career yep. that he can lean on. He has a quarterback who has you know elite feel in terms of the college game, and I think all of that is going to combine to really help him. Um, and let me just say this: having stood next to him now yes he is every bit of that six ten. Yes. like the the term uh the nickname tank might actually undersell how big he is yeah no doubt it's almost like a skyscraper should be his name yeah that's exactly what I, or like the mountain <laughs> yeah um i'll throw you another uh softball here bishop thomas bishop thomas stock way up one of the guys who we have we had, we got really excited about when we watched the film of his high school. Yes. Um, and you know, I talked about it so often how don't laugh or scoff at scout team player of the year at Florida State, ten win football team. Yep. Scout team player of the year, very difficult to break into the lineup as young as he was, but very, very, very obviously made a big impression on those coaches. He's got a mean streak to him. He is a, a locker room kind of glue guy. Um, you know, I think the term someone used to me recently was class clown. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> has a little bit of that to him, goofing around. But also when the whistle blows, uh, he's got a, a nasty streak to him. Um, I love the clip of him yesterday getting his undershirt ripped. And he says, as you can see, they're holding. That's how you know they're holding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he ain't wrong. Um, do you want another one or are we good for the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, keep them coming. Oh, you want more? Uh, then how about Cormani McLean? Where are we right now? See, this is a good one. I'm glad you, you put it up stock neutral. Um, and again, this, this all goes to the, if we're talking stocks here, the IPO, right? The, mm-hmm. the initial public offering that stock was really, really high. And of course, that's going to make it harder to raise your stock in camp. Yes. Now, let me say this. I would actually say his he's certainly on the upward trajectory, so maybe that should be uh, stock up. But I think the expectations for him are so high that it's going to be really hard for it to raise that. Right. Um, so not a knock on Cormani at all, but certainly still in the growth phase. Uh, as Neely told us yesterday, he's past the uh, acclimation phase, whether that's the altitude to the college game, that sort of thing. I think if you ask me this a week from now, it'll be back up mm-hmm. rather than neutral. Tarvarish Dawson. Also neutral. Um, haven't just haven't seen. I actually he did. We saw him make a great play he yesterday. Had a big, yeah. Yeah. And I think that was in one on ones. Mm-hmm. But still, I loved. Um, Easy speed. The Easy. speed, and then he had a great little veteran uh, kind of get into your body and then jump away from you to make the catch, you yeah. know, make it really hard for that corner to turn. I wish I could remember who the corner was, but I remember they were really disappointed because it was just like a perfect play on the ball by him. Um, but just not enough for me to say stock up because I haven't seen much. Uh, let's go with Michael Harrison, the tight end. Recently converted tight end. Neutral. 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 Um, Again, maybe there's plays being made often that we're just not seeing, but based on what we've seen, um, neutral for me right now. Fair enough. Uh, Sticking with the tight ends, Elijah Yelverton then. Have you lost faith in him being potentially the starter of this team? No. 
I think I'm going stock up. Okay. I think I'm going stock up. From what I've heard, he is very much in the mix. Uh, and so I think that's a good, good sign for him. Um, we talked about it on the show the other night. It's easily the least heralded room. The person who wins that job is going to be the person who simply works the hardest, in my opinion, because I don't think there's a big um, talent discrepancy there. There's not one guy that you're saying, okay, well, if no one else shows out, he's kind of getting the tiebreaker because he's the biggest or the strongest. Um, there's a lot of guys in that room who have a chance here. I'm going to go stock slightly up. All right, then. How about... Javon Antonio, stock okay, up. There you go. Jeremiah Brown. Hmm... We were told he was going to play on the edge and off the ball in the spring. I'm going to go stock neutral for right now. Now he's just off ball. I think it, he, that's going to take him a minute. Yeah. You know, um, It's really interesting to me because I loved his first step in spring. Um, and so I think what you can do with him is use him as kind of one of those hybrid guys where maybe he gets up a little closer to the line. Um, he's doing a lot of things going towards the ball, uh, getting downhill. And I think he can be really effective in there because he's just one of those guys who loves to hit someone in the mouth and doesn't mind getting hit in the mouth himself. Yep. Um, and that's a trait you really want in your inside linebackers. Yeah. But it's early for him. It's early yes. for him. So uh, I'm just going to stay where we're at right now. And uh, I think he's got a, a, you know, a breakthrough coming soon. For sure. Um, we talked about Amari McNeil. 188. 188. Let's, Let's go. go, chat. Hell yeah. Uh, Gavin Colt. Gavin Colt's stock is up. Yes, it is. Gavin Colt's stock is up as the QB2 of this football team. Um, it's one of those things that we talked about a lot in the offseason as we're kind of looking for concerns. Um, and one of the concerns was there's no QB2. Mm -hmm. um, you have two true freshmen, a walk-on. And then they added Gavin Cole. And from the size of him, you just thought, okay, well, that guy looks like a quarterback. And when we saw him in person, I was actually kind of blown away. Yeah. Like, he really looks the part of a quarterback. Now, he comes from Juco, correct? Yes. And in Juco, there are a lot of gunslingers. There are quite and a few. I think he has a, a lot of gunslinger in him. But if he can settle down and start to learn this offense, um, he has a cannon of an arm. And, you know, I think that he has a really good chance of becoming QB2. And I sincerely hope we never see QB2 except for uh, Knee in the end of blowouts. Yep. Uh, he's listed at 6'6", 215, by the way. Uh, how many more do you want? Um, if you got a couple more good ones, throw them my way. Also, I already said I'm not doing stock down, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mark Vissette. <laughs> stock neutral. I haven't even seen one one clip of him doing anything. That's true. We need to get some more <laughs> specialist uh, yeah. content going. He is on the Ray Guy Award watch list. All right. Who else do we got? Don't, don't waste our time with uh, special teamers. Okay. Or I should say specialists, because I just don't know. This is another kind of softball for you. Chance Main. Chance Main. We can finish here. Stock up. Um, Neely posted a video this morning uh, that had a little bit of, like, older footage in it. And it had Nick Williams in the weight room watching Chance Main just go crazy in there. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, I like him on goal line. Um, just an absolute weightlifting freak, bringing some serious, serious strength uh, to that defensive line, which I think is, is going to be a very valuable thing because they don't have um, a big old block-eating nose tackle. Right. Uh, it's, a, it's a gap. Mm -hmm. So what you need is some guys who can shed, shed blocks. Uh, and Chance Main, I think, is going to be used heavily as one of those guys because of his strength. How about number 49, Taj Alston? Ooh, great one. Let's finish here. All right. Stock 
incredibly up. Maybe highest stock riser of anyone on the team. Wow. Um, since the start of camp. I am really, really impressed with what I'm hearing about Ty Alston. And, um, you know, I'll just give you one little tidbit. He's leading the drills uh, for his group. So that shows you what the coaches think of him. Um, he, I think, is very clearly a starter right now. And we've talked about him a few times as like, a, hey, let's not forget about him because he was so early. I believe the first right. transfer, right? I think so. First transfer to commit to Colorado. So 69 nice other players have transferred in after him. Yeah. And or I guess have joined the team since he did. And uh, it, it just makes it hard to, you know, to talk about him sometimes. But he is getting a lot of love. And man. I don't ever remember thinking like that's a big guy when they were recruiting him and when they landed him. Oh, yeah. Dude, when you see him out there, that looks like an NFL edge. 6'4", 250. This guy's played a ton of football, I think too. he's bigger than that, dude. You think so? Yep. I mean, these are post the summer of Coach Mo numbers. So, yeah. Or yeah. pre. I wouldn't be surprised if he's well above that by now. This guy's played a lot of football. One of the older players on this roster, another grad transfer. His first year at West Virginia, 2019. So there's a handful of guys like that on the roster. Anyone else you want to talk about off the top of your head whose stock is neutral right now? Neutral stock guys? No. no. Shador's, Shador's stock is way, up. way up. Shador's stock is up. Yeah, you didn't even give me QB1. I mean, stock up. That was, that's obvious, though. Yep. I mean, you said Tyus Alston's the most stock-up guy, Shador, by oh, far. Right, and the only reason I say that about Alston is because I think he had more room for that stock to rise. Mm -hmm. um, but we are now through six practices, uh, and Shador has still not thrown an interception. Crazy, man. We don't, know, we don't have the updated touchdown numbers. Uh, maybe we get those at the end of the week. But he has been awesome, and... Ever since he told us that he feels like he's in midseason form already, uh, I just I'm just viewing kind of where he's at. I don't know, maybe in a slightly different light, and it's just like wow, he is really dialed right now. He's really feeling it. Um, I say another stock neutral guy is Trevor Woods, just because we've been tell trying to tell y'all. Yeah, maybe to us, it's up for other people. We've been trying to tell him though. <laughs> yeah, all you had to do was listen. All right. Um, another watch list award came out today. Three buffs made the Doak Walker award watch list. Let's go. For the premier running back in the country. One more thing. Stock neutral, Leonard Payne. Okay. Um, stock neutral, Miles Slusher. Okay. I want to hit a few more here. Actually, those were just the two that I, I was hoping you would ask me. Uh, in the neutral category. Okay. So there you go. Alton McCaskill, Cavassier Smoke, and Savion Wilkerson earned Doak Walker Award watch list honors. Just goes along to tell you what we've been telling you guys for months. This running back room is absolutely stacked. I truly believe it's one of, if not the best rooms in the Pac-12, maybe in the country. Um, one through six at this room are true dogs. <laughs> Which is crazy. Yes. I mean, I think Dylan Edwards could be on this list, too. Uh, I think Anthony Angerson could be on this list, too. I think Savion Wilkerson could maybe even be on this list, too. Uh, only because we don't know how that's going to shake out yet. Like, any of those guys could get heavy carries. I love uh, Business Pop saying, just give us one down. Hot take, Jake. <laughs> uh, they're trying to... And then someone else, I think it was Will H, said, no downs today. Chat couldn't handle it. Let's be real. I Honestly, They're though. trying to bait us into <laughs> they really sending are. The, the chat into a frenzy. No. It's I've like, learned. Just throw one little piece of meat into the piranha <laughs> pit. Uh, maybe in questions, I'll give you one. But, um, but like I said, it's not that I'm afraid to say someone's stock is down because the chat's not going to like it. I don't want to say a guy's stock is down just because I haven't seen him on a video or anything like that like if if we were in there watching practice every day and we saw someone who was you know falling short of expectations or constantly getting chewed out by their coaches it would be one thing um but we're we're going off of 
what we hear. So it's a lot easier to say you heard a guy's doing well and feel confident in it than uh, say you heard a guy's doing bad and, you know, maybe do him dirty. Right. <laughs> um, everyone, I think, in this running back room, though, besides Alton McCaskill, because of the knee brace, because of where he's at just in confidence-wise, getting back to 100%, I think is stock up. Yep. Kavassi Smoke, stock up. Dylan Edwards, stock up. Hank, stock, stock up. Stock way up. Offerdahl, stock up. Yes. Wilkerson, stock yeah. up. Wilkerson, man. He I, just breaks runs, just I, chunked yards. I was going to say, it might be hard to keep him off the field if you start giving him chances. Yep. Um, to me, he looks like the model of consistency. Um, how about that move that Hankerson put on Ben Finnesen? Bro, I'm telling you, he moves different. <laughs> yeah. He's crazy. And he's got those tree trunk legs yes that if you try to you know if you get a little out of position you try to arm tackle him he's just gonna bounce right off you i i don't understand how he's so nimble with like how big he is for a running back yeah it's really impressive and honestly just from watching kent state film he really fits the style of running back that sean lewis used a lot out yeah. there mm -hmm. yep a factor in the read game can run outside the tackles and then just a beast in between them shout out to volo volo is the largest social sports company in the u.s we play so the kids or we pay so the kids play free uh the volo kids foundation um is what you are supporting when you sign up with volo sports you can join rk and the dmvr crew in one of many leagues what have yes. you been playing uh, i've got a big pickleball match tonight <laughs> yeah um it's only my, i think this will be now my fourth time ever playing the sport did you see the video that went viral Yes. Talking about how I was like, this is, looks entertaining to me. <laughs> like I, I'm, uh, I'm in on pickleball, severely in on pickleball. I haven't bought my own, what you call it, a racket paddle. I don't know what they call <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, I haven't bought one of those yet, but it's it's a great way to get like some light cardio in and just play a game. So come play a uh, Volo pickleball. There you go. You can go mano y mano against RK and pickleball if you sign up with Volo. Uh, they got their Volo Pass. It's a month monthly membership program that gives unlimited access to sports events and social activities every night. Unlimited pickups, drop-ins, and tournaments. It's only 20 bucks a month or 200 per year. Um, there's also a beta version for $10 a month for three months. So you can check that out. Go on over to volosports.com slash Denver to sign up. Uh, again, www.volosports.com slash Denver. And use the code DMVR10. And you'll get $10 off when you sign up. How's the spirit of the buffs today? Ooh, let's on, the, find on. on the off day. Jeez, what is going on here? I don't know. That wasn't me. Spirit of the buffs is misplaced. <laughs> Out of oh, position. Because you can't find it. <laughs> it's uh, strong today. I would, it, misplaced was the wrong word. It was out of position. Uh, Saturday Neon's a company started by two friends and former college roommates at CU. They make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs, like this beautiful spirit of the buffs one that we have. Is that what we just call it now? Is this sign just called Spirit of the Buffs? Yeah. Um, it's actually, you know how they give each Ralphie her own name? Right. This one's name is Spirit. Spirit. <laughs> Love it. Um, they're based out of Denver. Uh, they're shipped with everything you need to mount power, dim, every sign. They're easy to install and operate. They've got 19 select schools, including CU. Great for offices, man caves, dorm rooms, basements, bar areas. Um, gifts too. Go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use the code DMVR. You'll get ten percent off of your order today, and you get free shipping on orders over two hundred bucks. Shout out to Saturday Neon, Ultimate Man Cave Edition. All right. So, do you want to do non-conference or urban? James says if you beat RK in pickleball, you should get a free DNVR shirt. You got to beat me in something I, I, I'm at least good at. I wouldn't say I'm bad at pickleball. I'm just still learning. You got to beat me in golf. I'll give you a shirt. <laughs> um, so yeah, smash that like button too. Let's get a let's go above 500 on today's live. How about that? Let's go. Great start, man. Yes. Total. Coach Prime. So, 512 tackles yes. in his career, so uh, we got to eclipse that now. Yep, 512 likes. It's the rules. Urban or non-conference? Let's go to urban. 
All right, let's do it. Uh, right. Urban Meyer was on Colin Cowherd's show recapping his visit to see you last week. You ready, Yaya? Send it. ask you one more thing uh colorado and Deion sanders are going to be on fox now i i think tcu lost a lot of talent but i still think tcu yeah. is going to be a handful for colorado i don't know how many players they have but you were out there recently what am i su ex supposed to expect from Dion and the buffalo i don't know how many players do they have i mean i i've known Deion sanders a long time i've always loved Deion sanders i respect him we get along uh, I called him up. I was out west. I, we have you the first two games. He was more than gracious to have me out there. The most underrated people, obviously you got your players. The most underrated people in football are the assistant coaches. And he's hired really good coaches. I went to the meetings. I watched them practice. They have, I believe, 70 new players. So I call this thing a grand experiment. And I'm telling you, Colin, I mean, that was not what I expected. I thought that we'd see... You know, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I saw a very good team. I saw talented players. His son's an excellent quarterback. They got a uh, Travis Hunter is one of the, you know, I looked at uh, Prime and I said, man, that, I've had one of those. I called Percy Harvin. I just pushed him to the side. You don't need to practice him much longer. He's that good. So, so if they can, the thing they're lacking, Colin, is depth. Yeah. If they can stay healthy, they have a tough schedule. They're going to make some waves in the Pac-12. Yeah, I, I can't wait to watch it. So I think it's TCU, it's on Fox, it's uh, Deion Sanders in Colorado and that cowboy hat. I don't know what to expect, but I'm going to be watching it. Urban. Well, let's just start here. Colin Cowherd, kind of an idiot. <laughs> um, rough day for him yesterday. Brutal. Rough Yikes, day for him man. yesterday. Um, of course, with the Dwayne Haskins debacle. Uh, and then I just... It's what what day is it? It's mid-August, Jake. The I don't know how many players they're gonna have thing is like three months old. This is what I'm saying, man. People just don't know anything about this team. Yeah, it's something I talked about today uh, on Twitter, which is just that narratives are written early. Uh, so if people get an idea in their head about something, it's really hard to rewrite it in their brain it's really hard to rewrite it in their brain and so people got this idea in their head of oh colorado all the players are transferring out and of course the media plays a role in the narrative um and for whatever reason i mean we've talked about it a million times why this team gets hated on but they made so 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 much more about the players leaving than the players coming in which is silly because the players who are leaving were bad and the players who came in are good right um so we can get that out of the way with colin coward come on man it's mid-august it's almost football season how are you still talking about this this is going to be there or they've been one of the biggest stories in college football since coach prime was hired how have you not just like you're they're on your network the first two games like well, look into the roster i know when i heard him say that i was really hoping urban meyer would be like what are you talking about they have a full roster right <laughs> yeah, well, I saw 90-some players out there in yeah. practice the other day, yeah. so. Um, now let's move on to Urban. Okay. What, why don't you, you start? I have nothing nice to say about Urban Meyer. And that is my issue with this. Why? This has nothing to do with Urban Meyer. It doesn't. It has nothing to do with Urban Meyer. So when I posted this and all these people are on Twitter are like, Urban Meyer, blah, 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 you know. I don't, I'm not interested in what he has to say. He is a disgraced NFL coach, you know, who's just like grasping for the limelight in any way, shape, or form. I don't care. <laughs> we can talk about Urban Meyer and his shortcomings all day long. What, you know what? One thing he's really good at evaluating talent. He is. One thing he's really good at coaching college football. Okay. <laughs> so, are you are you not willing to say that he's this probably the second best coach of this era, not named Nick Saban? He has a great record. I also think he's shown great disrespect for the game. Hmm, interesting. How so? Um, just his arrogance going into the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, his, I mean, you mentioned he wins. He knows how to evaluate players. He literally does that all at no cost. Like. He'll pull out all the stops. He'll protect his coaches even when they've oh, done something terrible. Again, 
I agree with all of that. It's just so irrelevant to this conversation. Sure. To me, which is why I'm like, why do we have to go through that right now? The point here is that Urban Meyer said, I went in there. I'm not exactly sure what I expected, which is really him saying, I expected them to be trash. Sure. And I came away seeing a very good football team. A very good football team. He talked about Shador first thing after he said very good football team. And then he talked about Travis and said, hey, you can sit him down. He's ready to go. So, look, I get it. Urban Meyer sucks. He was terrible in the NFL. He's done some terrible things. He's an asshole. (laughs) I want him to say that my football team looks good. Okay. He does. It doesn't change how I feel about this team, though. No, but when he says that, I know. But it, it's it's nice to have an outside perspective on it from someone who obviously knows the game very well, um, because you know, no matter how much we may not like it, like people are always going to look at your, my, especially my opinion. People are always going to look at my opinion and say it's biased, which it is. I'll never yes. pretend like it's not. I mean, this is a, I have a biased opinion on this. Right. Uh, you know, Neely, obviously, you know, he, he sees things through a positive lens. Yes. We all do. It's, it would be foolish um, to pretend like we don't. So no matter what we say, everyone's going to always say, okay, well, yeah, you know, that's coming from them. When it comes from someone else, it's just like, for me, I'm like, this is what I'm trying to. This is what I've been trying to say. That's fair. I mean, but these are things that like everyone knew. That if you paid attention to this team, you know what Travis Hunter is. You know what Shador is. You know how the quality overall the roster has improved. Totally. So I mean, it's great that he said that. And is maybe if if one person heard that and it changed their mind about Colorado for this year, then it was worth it for sure. Yeah. So. For me, it's not even about that as much as it is about, like, look, he came in with the national mindset that I think everyone has, right? Mm-hmm. Um, outside of the show, this community, you know, people that watch Well Off, etc. There's an idea that Colorado is a certain thing. Yes. He came here with that idea in his head. He left with an entirely different idea in his head. That's the first person that's really done that. Right. And I like that. That's fair. He's the first of many people who I think will be converted exactly. after finally seeing this team for what it actually is. Yes, exactly. And getting away from the narratives. Oh. It wasn't a terrible conversation, was it? That was my bad. No, no. I was just funny because when we talked about it before, I was like, let's talk about Urban. And you were like, do we have to? <laughs> and I was like, actually save that thought because this is exactly what I talk about. It has nothing to do with Urban Meyer. This is really oh. irrelevant. It doesn't matter who it was going to be. If you brought in someone who knows ball and they came in with one idea and left with another, I'm going to be happy about it. It's fair enough. Um, all right, let's talk about the non-conference schedule. We've kind of hinted at this, um, but let's dig into it. CU's joining the Big 12 next year, and they have one, two, four games over the next five years that either – are going to affect the timing of their schedule in terms of the non-conference schedule or are going to be just open now for new opponents to come in. So let's talk about who could potentially, or who you would want to see, see you take on from 2025 to 2028. So next year, it's North Dakota State at Nebraska at CSU. Pretty much what you have this year, you just trade out TCU for North Dakota State, which is... Damn near a perfect um, non-conference schedule. If we're going to play an FCS team, I would rather yes. not play the best one ever. <laughs> well, they're up there, though. That's what I'm saying. So oh, okay. that, that's the only problem I have with yeah. it. It's like, oh, we're going to schedule an FCS team. You chose North Dakota State. Like, should be able to take care of an FCS team. But, man, if that team ain't well-coached, well-developed, you know, they bring in North Dakota-like players mm-hmm. and, you know, teach them a system down – to a T and they're a hard team to for anyone to compete with. But regardless, I love the schedule. I love the schedule next year. Two out of three are on the road though. Don't love that. But going to Fort Collins Right. It's a is whatever. it's a home game. Yeah. It, it, it'll be that's gonna be one to hell of a battle. Yes. For tickets to that game. Yes. Because CSU fans never put anyone in their stadium. Mm-hmm. They're obviously going to want to for this one. 
CU fans are obviously going to want to go. They're going to have to do kind of what we've been trying to do in Nebraska to try and keep us out. And I shall say good luck. Chat is spicy today. Uh, Yaya stand strong. You doing okay over there, bro? No, I'm just going to ban anybody that's going to give me shit. All right. Just don't ban any of our people. Yeah, please. All right. So 2025, you got Georgia Tech here in Colorado. At Houston, though, is week two. That's a conference game now. Wyoming is We're the third one. We're talking what year now? This is uh, the year after, 2025. Five. Okay. 2026, again, at GT, Houston comes to Folsom now, and then at Northwestern. So it's Houston those two years. In 27, 28, it's K-State. 27, it's Colgate. Nice. Who CU opens the season up against. Then Northwestern here, and then Kansas State here. 2028, uh, UMass comes to town, and then the start of a home-and-home home with Florida, and then at Kansas State in 2028. Okay. So who would be your first pick? So I know for a fact that we share an open date with Nebraska, a new open date with Nebraska in 2027. Um, so for me, that conversation should be had quickly if it's not already had. This is a positive thing for, for both schools every time these two teams get together. Um, it's fun to look back on the rivalry and all that good stuff. Um, and so you need to figure out when the return is. Um, maybe there's some things that can be worked around um, to get it like a 26, 27 type of thing, mm -hmm. uh, 27, 28 type of thing. But I'm always going to put them at the top of my list. I obviously hate them with a <laughs> deep, dark passion. Um, and that makes me want to play them. That's the nicest thing I can say about them is I want to play them. And we have a, a nice two-year stretch here to kind of kick things off in yep. the, the new Coach Prime era. Um, looking at their 2025 schedule, though, they're pretty much scheduled out. Um, they may have one early game, but I don't know. I can't remember what the Big Ten's doing for conference slates if they're on a nine, 8, 9, 10 yeah, yeah. conference game schedule, so I don't know. Um, same thing with 2026, I believe, too. Does have their three uh, non-conference games already there. So with that being known, with them being out for 25-26, who is the most wanted team? We don't know who's o actually open, but if you had all the power in the world and could pick one team to schedule for 2025-2026, non-Nebraska, who would it be? Mm. I have one in my head. I just want to make sure I think this through before I answer it. Okay. Um, Florida State. That's probably the number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. You know, a, a very good program. Um, a team that we've gotten into some recruiting battles with. That will be fun. You would love to have Coach Prime go and travel, uh, you know, down to Florida for that game. Also cool to have him here. We actually have played a home-and-home home with uh, Florida State before. Mm -hmm. um, I'll never forget that game, the home game. It was sold out, and it was taking way too long for people to get in. The, just the gates were flooded, Yeah, and people just started climbing the fences and just, like, jumping into so the stadium. Wild. So then people that didn't have tickets just saw that and just started following and, like, the stadium was literally overflowing with people for that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, I uh, would love that. It would be electric. Um, I would be highly, highly interested to see how the reaction to Coach Prime mm -hmm. going there would be. I'm very confident that it would be positive. Um, one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player to ever come out of Florida State. If it were negative, though, it would just be the most Florida State thing ever. Right. For sure. I'll throw out this team, another former or a former Big 12 team. Let's do a home and home with Texas. Sure. Let's make it happen. Sure. I hate Texas enough to want that. Just be fun. I feel like Oklahoma, you could throw in there too. Um, you'd be able to say you played SEC teams in your non conference schedule at that point as well. Yeah. So that would be fun. Uh, I'll just put this one out there because uh, their fans seem to think that all CU fans want don't want to play them. Uh, CSU. Give me CSU in any time. Sure. Anytime, anywhere, any place, any game, I'll play CSU. 
Um, we can do it in the parking lot at DNVR. Um, we don't have a parking lot. We do. Not according to some people. <laughs> I, I, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm in a different parking bracket than you, bro. You are, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll always play CSU. I know, I understand the CU fans who don't like playing that game because it really is, um, at the very least, a lose-neutral situation for us. Right. If you win, everyone says, yeah, you're supposed to beat CSU. If you lose because it's a rivalry game and weird things happen in rivalry games, then, you know, you're it's an embarrassing loss. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. I just don't happen to care. Um, I believe the record is 67-22-2. and two. Give me them any time. Speaks for itself. Yeah. <laughs> Give me them any time. We'll be fine. Um, okay, I got you. Don't worry. Uh, smash that like button right now because Yaya is making us cut the show short today. Just kidding. <laughs> um, normal, normal length show. I'll throw two teams out just that we've we've talked about before and they've got some history between each other. Is see you in Notre Dame and see you in Michigan? I think would be fun. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Let me ask you this, though. Are you confident enough in 2025, I'm sure Coach Prime would be, to call up Kirby Smart or Nick Saban and make that happen? Confident enough? Sure. I just don't see the value, really. Um, confident enough that you can go and compete and maybe win it, though. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about two NFL teams. Um if we're at that level, it would be incredible. Coaches set the standard. Absolutely. But I would just, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I'd rather play Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, like um, some, I guess not Ohio State, but Notre Dame, Michigan, like schools that aren't quite on that level, but are huge schools, um, you know, that aren't <laughs> playing on a whole different field. How about. What uh, year were you saying? 25-26. Yeah, we can get there by then. Fuck it. Let's play them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. How about we want Bama. one of these two schools? Former uh, conference opponents, now in the Big Ten, Oregon and Washington. Any interest in reuniting? No. Nope. Nope. Any other teams you want to throw out? Some, uh, I've seen people throw Jackson State out. I mean, that would just be an incredible atmosphere for the history between Coach Prime. Yeah, it's hard to do it at a... Um, well... Rarely do you see a team do a home-and-home with an FCS school. That being said, I would love to go to a game at that stadium. Oh, see you at an HBCU would be just a turn-up. It would be awesome. So I I would love to see that. Um, Rarely happens. I don't really know all the ins and outs of why. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I would want to see that. It would be cool. Um, Someone else, John Rutledge, threw it out. Who knows if he makes it this far, but... Going up against Mel Tucker in Michigan State. Oh, yeah. He won't make it that far, though. I don't think he will either, honestly. Any other schools we're potentially missing on? Kent State, maybe, for Coach? Coach Lewis? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. You know what? I, the more I think about the um, the idea of playing Auburn or, or sorry, Alabama or Georgia, um, every year you have like a couple of those matchups right at the very beginning. Which, like, we've had Oregon, Georgia, right? Oregon, Georgia, yeah. We had Oregon, Ohio State. Yep. Uh, we had... Bama, Texas this year and last year. Bama, Texas. Was there a Bama, USC? Yep. I think so. So sometimes you do get these big, like, whatever is the hot team on the western half of the country goes and plays one of those schools. Um, some of them have been very lopsided. I think USC got beat by, like, 50. Yeah, they got uh, absolutely killed. Yeah. Uh, but if we were in that position, it would be cool to be that team. Yep. You know, maybe it's played a Jerry World or something like right. they've done. That would be cool. Hey, Jerry World, game play the game in Dallas. I'm 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 coming around. That might be our second home here soon with Media Day and everything for the yep. Big Twelve. Uh, Chris is throwing out Miami, the Hurricanes. Why They're kind of down, but yeah, why not? Um, Penn State would be a cool yes. one, too. I would never want to play Air Force in the history of the <laughs> program ever again. <laughs> Number one on my list of teams I wouldn't play because you have to waste so much time preparing for that offense. It's so different than anything else you'll ever see. You're not ever 
you can never use that knowledge that you gathered ever again. Playing Air Force is a waste. Anyone who plays them is dumb, um, including us the last few years. Air, Air Force is one. Number two would probably be Navy. And number three, probably Army. Yes. No, no. Don't play any team that runs the triple option yes. ever. All right. Um, what else do we have? All I got for you um, is that. I talked really quick. I talked to someone who plays in the Mountain West. Uh huh. They said they had to dedicate a week of fall camp to Air Force. That's such a waste. It's such a waste. And then he was like, we didn't play them till week eight. So then we had to read, like, you'd like forgot basically everything that you learned. But they basically had Air Force week. Yes. In, in fall camp. A week of fall camp gone because it's, um, they say it's the easiest offense to teach and the hardest offense to learn to defend. Yep. It's actually why I'm, well, I know the reason, but it's surprising to me that more teams don't run the triple uh, option because it's so difficult to defend. And you can catch a team that's not ready for it or doesn't have uh, discipline on the edges any week and win. The main reason you can't do it is because it's so hard to recruit to because those guys don't get taken to the NFL. Yep. Uh, last thing I got for you is that... Uh the EA Sports NCAA college football video game plan for the summer of 2024 is still on track. Despite all these lawsuits and drama with paying the players, an EA spokesperson spoke to On3, said they're looking forward to delivering it in summer of 2024. Hype levels back up to the top. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. The DNVR uh, NCAA league is going to go crazy. Yes. Do you think they'll let you have an online franchise with all teams? I don't know about all 130 some or whatever. Can you imagine? That would how, be so ridiculous. It would be so insane. And I just think, like, you know, we've done it with 32, of course, for the Madden League. I don't think it would be that much harder to have that many more teams. Um, it would be a little more complicated, but mm. you just have a hard schedule. It'd be uh, logistics would suck, too. Just trying, just trying to get a game schedule between whoever's living out wherever who controls Akron. In, but that happens in the Madden League. We have guys in Sweden that you have you to schedule games You got a three exit, with. though, if we're going from 32 to 100 plus. But I'm just saying it's all between two people. No it matter is. how many, it's just up to two people to schedule their game and play, and play it. And if you don't, it just advances without them. That's fair. Um, My God, that would be insane. It'd be so much fun. We would, if this happens, we are having a DMVR college football league segment at well, least once a week. And it might have to be like an all city yes. <laughs> college football league. So we'll get the PHNX people in yes. there, um, you know, ASU, U of A, maybe by that do point. Do we have a playoff committee of our own? <laughs> yeah. We that, select the playoff that teams. That would be insane. <laughs> We have an outside committee that's not yes. in the league at all. They're just interested in it. Right. They watch all the games. It's determined by Twitter votes or something. Yes. By the way, it'll be 12 teams by that point. It will be. That's exciting. All right. Um, Peso says, I, I'll join, but I got Colorado. I don't think so. Uh, that's going to be pretty hard with uh, this guy. here. We've always done a, a fair drawing, though. I actually got the Broncos in this one. We just randomly drew. I got number one pick, so I got the Broncos. Oh, okay. Um, but we always just do it randomly. I mean, there's so many colleges I kind of like anyway that I'd be fine with like a list of like 15 schools, I feel like. I'm cool with any team as long as black is one of their colors. A lot of those in college football. Yep. yep. I, I just have, I think there's just teams I don't want, if anything. I mean, like, I would quit the league if I was stuck with Nebraska. Exactly. <laughs> Do not give me Ohio State, and I'm good. Yeah, there you go. Everyone <laughs> could, could name a couple that, uh, well, you just do it. I think you just do it draft style. That would be hard to, uh, yeah, <laughs> hard to come up uh, with. But imagine, like, the recruiting battles and everything. My God. I know. It'd be amazing. Shout out to Backus and Shanker. When you get hurt, they are here to help. They've been helping Colorado families win for more than 25 years. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. No fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. Check them out. They've got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Colorado, and, uh, Fort Collins. Sorry. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. If you need to sue, smash the two, 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 two. To find out if you have a case for free, Backus and Shanker wins. 
And shout out to Illegal Pete's. This episode of DMVR Buffs Podcast is brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's has their handmade mission-style burritos, bowls, tacos, crafted with responsibly sourced high-quality ingredients. They got a full bar, a wide selection of local craft beer, margaritas, tons of good stuff. Hit them up while it's still patio season, guys. They got all, uh, 12 locations. Legal Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos and buddies and beer and has been for 28 years. Then finally, shout out to Shador's number two. Let's go. America's any, barbecue uh, sauce. Yes, sir. Any Shador's number two experiments lately for you? No, I haven't had a lot of time, man. I haven't been cooking much at home. It's a bad habit. But I'm leaning, on, time my, of year. I'm leaning on my factor boxes if I'm eating at home and DoorDash. Yep. That time of season. But uh, get your hands on Shador's number two barbecue sauce, the tomato-based, rich, thick, sweet, molasses-style barbecue Sauce with tangy vinegar and fiery heat. It finishes with a subtle smoky note. You can get it at plbse.com. Use the code ALLCITY, all caps, all word at checkout, and you'll get 10% off of number two barbecue. Chat's mm. still going with this non-conference. You see you in Toledo, see you in Miami. Ooh. We got Georgia Tech on the schedule, Nicholas. We have a loss to Toledo that we need to avenge. There you go. We have Georgia Tech in 25-26. Um, I need to, we need to get Sacramento State back too, so I can hold that go. over Todd. <laughs> See you versus Grambling. That was a rough one for basketball oh, last year. Oh, I forgot. That about was that. a rough one. Yeah. All right, who do we got? Adrian with the super chat. Uh, I need that needs to be bigger. <laughs> I honestly believe Prime is not going anywhere. He really loves it. There, uh, as long as he can prove he constantly can put players in, in draft recruits will come. I'm more worried about Lewis and Kelly leaving. Thanks for the super chat, Adrian. Here's the thing about, well, first of all, I hope you're right. Um, and I've, I've become more confident over, over time about coach prime's length of stay here. Me too. I've, I'm never going to let myself get too crazy about that. Um, but I certainly have, I feel more stable than I did the day he signed the contract. Yes. Um, as for Coach Kelly and Coach Lewis, if those guys get hired away, it is a great thing for CU. Um, because one, it means they were good, right? Coordinators don't get hired to be head coaches uh, off of bad teams. It just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. The other thing is, if there's anyone who can continue to replenish the coordinator talent, it's Coach Prime. Yes. Especially if two guys came in and immediately got head coaching jobs otherwhere, uh, other other places, you can, you're going to be able to go out and have really your pick of the litter when it comes to adding coordinators. I think that even if Coach Kelly and Coach Lewis leave, there's guys on the staff right now who could step up and serve in those roles, no problem. Brett Bartoloni did it at JSU. Yeah. He asked he took a little bit of a step back coming to see you with Coach Prime, but I'm sure he's got great input in many things, you know, design wise and play calling wise offensively with Sean Lewis there. They gotta be working together. And then Nick Williams is like this young rising coach too. Like totally. How could why couldn't he be a defensive coordinator in two three years? Like he might be hired away to be a defensive coordinator in two or three years. Totally. Um, Ken Savell Smalls, just because you've asked so many times, is number thirteen. Um, oh, is that are these those the, are the stars? Yeah. Oh, never mind. You only asked once. Sorry for the accusation. <laughs> Uh, uh, I just saw it pop up like three times now, but it's probably just because you've been going back and forth. Yeah, more. those are the stars. Savell Smalls number thirteen. Um, and then. I think Coach Hart dropped a little bit of something yesterday when he was talking about the future of this linebacker room, and he said, I'm set for a while now. Yeah. They're not planning on going anywhere anytime soon, it sounds like. I certainly don't think that's the way their mindset is, um, and that's something that's important, and I would never expect anything different from this coaching staff, but it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, all of these coaches say it all the time, be where your feet are. Yes. And... They're here right now, and they're thinking about everything about the future as if they're going to be here. If you got to go somewhere else and that opportunity arises, then you do it. But uh, one thing that they have here at Colorado is it's really their thing. You know what I mean? Yes. 
Um, they came in here with kind of like carte blanche to just do it their way. I think if you go to a much bigger program, and there's there's not that many of them, but you know you know the programs we're thinking of. For sure. Um, there's going to be a, this kind of, okay, well, we know you kind of do it a certain way, but this is X program. We've always done it this way. And you're just not going to get that at Colorado. Right. You, if, there's so many more universities where the boosters actually have the power of the program. And mm-hmm. I think that was the attraction for Coach Prime is Rick George basically laid out to him, look, we've been down for forever. I'm willing to do whatever you really want to do to just get us some wins, yeah. to get us back in the conversation. There's no, and it honestly takes a certain level of desperation to give up that control that I don't think many other universities are going to be willing to do. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And so there is, I think we have that really going for us. I think there's a few places that would be hard to, uh, to hold on to Coach Prime if they come calling. Sure. Um, but I really do believe that there's, there's not a rush to get out of here. Yes. That's for sure. Uh, Steven with two, he said, did you know Des Moines played a little running back at Alabama? And then he said... How do you guys feel about the vibe surrounding this team compared to 2016? That was the last year I remember getting this much positivity out of fall camp. Oh, man. I'm thinking back to 2016. Long it's time now. It's so different uh, because that was a very different style of getting to where they were. That mm-hmm. was your classic rebuild. Mike McIntyre came in from square one had to build and build and build and you got you ended up with a senior laden team full of guys who are just ready to explode and it all clicked all at once i mean cepho lufau you know um the whole secondary like everyone all of a sudden was just like oh we're all leveling up our games together at once and it was a really really cool thing but because it was still part of the mike mcintyre era there was not as much optimism, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's that, you know, always fans are going to feel optimistic about their team this time of year. But I don't think there was nearly this much excitement around the program. And so it created for more of a cautious optimism, probably. Um, and then there's Cepho. Like the, there was this underlying feeling of, okay, well, no matter how good the defense is, X, Y, and Z, we still have this problem at quarterback. You know, the last play Cepho had made the year before was throwing a pick six to Utah to lose the game. So there wasn't a lot of like, oh, Cepho's ready to explode onto the scene. So that made it a lot more unexpected. Whereas like this year, quarterback is the position I'm most confident in. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really speak too much to 2016, but I don't think I've ever been this excited about a football team, even teams that I'm a fan of. Like what's going on in Boulder is seriously special. It's uh, it's uh, incredibly exciting. Uh, Ken is asking if anyone's stock is down. Um, you're not gonna trip us up, but uh, <laughs> go look at our neutrals. Um, oh, Stephen, we uh, the 455. He plays defense actually, um, and we talked about him yesterday. Yeah. That he's there's no way he's playing early. No, no chance. I would be surprised if he's yeah. on the field, especially uh, week one. Yeah, honestly, I just I'm kind of pulling for him to get to like a healthy place. Yes, I know. Um, yeah, hit trying to rush us and then not paying attention. A Joe says. Have you watched TCU's fall camp? If so, what are your thoughts? I haven't seen anything We're only TCU. Four minutes over right now. Um, I haven't seen anything either. Um, maybe this will be more of like a game week thing. I'll dig in before we get to game week and kind of give you guys a report then. Uh, <laughs> Tyler's with the team. He's sick. We've talked about it. Uh, Orlando, who's the sleeper in the secondary that's not being mentioned? Maybe Roderick Ward. I agree with you. I think. Yeah, he Rob could uh, he could he could use some more love for sure. Yeah, he's he's making plays out there. Um, and then we haven't talked too much about Omarion Cooper recently, and I'm he's getting coached hard, yeah. and I think it's because Coach Prime sees that he can be a good player. Definitely. Uh, Lone Wolf, 
Did you see RJ Young drop his preseason top 25? Buffs came in at number 20. Thoughts? I did not until I read this comment. Did you know that? No, RJ Young's in the club, though. He He's in the club for sure. <laughs> he's in the club. He loves yeah. him some buffs. He's got his own, like, roped-off table in the club, yeah, basically. Yeah, he's got bottle service <laughs> yes, in the club. For sure. <laughs> um, he loves the buffs. We appreciate it. I'm not going to list the whole top 25, but, uh, yes, he had CU at 20. He had Oregon State at 22. Uh, OU at 24, Iowa's at 25, K-State's at 18, TCU's at 15. So this is a top 20 preseason matchup, according, according to R.J. Young. Young. Uh, LSU's at 14, Texas is at 12, Washington's right, we gotta at go, 11. We gotta go, we gotta go. Let's go. Next one. <laughs> HUD Oberly, what is the biggest roadblock TCU presents to us from winning? Um, they... They just had a great year last year, and they know how to win yeah. tough games. Yeah, experience yes. is the word I would probably yes. use. Uh, Terrell, how can three players wear the same number? McCaskill, Hankerson, Kennedy. Hankerson does not wear 22, I don't think. Yeah, he does. Oh, you're right. They're fighting for it. They're, yeah, same thing with Jaquez and, uh, and Derek uh, McClendon. McClendon. Yep. Yes. Who is the most stock up over six days? I said Ty Jalston. I mean, Shador. Besides Shador. Shador's stock is just skyrocketing. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how much higher it can even get. Um, but I'm excited to see it. But yeah, but one of those two guys. I'll throw out O'Marion Miller for that one. Okay. Uh, Angela, if college teams could do joint practices, ooh, this is a great question. Who would you want to come? Uh, Georgia, Bama, Michigan, FSU. <laughs> probably be hard to go. Um, Conference. Y- yeah. You'd probably want to do someone that's a little closer. Exactly. So it's like Northern Colorado or <laughs> CSU. <laughs> um, Maybe Wyoming. Well, I was going to say BYU. Yeah, there you go. Some good ones. Uh, Carla, did we see that Gavin got kicked out of practice because of phone? Uh, got kicked out of the meeting. Team meeting. Yeah, he yeah. was kicked out of. Yep, that was tough. Phone um, in the backpack. Hey, man, everyone's got to learn somehow. <laughs> um, we kind of just talked about Marion Cooper going to the next one. DCB, I do not have the answer to this. How much did Chance Main clean in that max rep? I think it was 405, though. It was something crazy. It was pretty crazy. Eric. Eric, are you concerned with the lack of 24 and 25 commits? No. Uh, no, not yet. It's still all right in front of them. Um, Cameron, does Maine have speed to get to the quarterback? We're not going to be able to get through all these. DT? Yeah, you, we got a lot here. Yeah, yeah you got to pick and choose. Uh, Steven, again, you were forced to do one-on-one trench work drills with either Coach OB or Coach Sunsiri critiquing you. Here we go. Who do you choose and why? I'll uh, take OB because he's just like a little bit more... <laughs> I don't know. Um, warm would be the word I'm looking Give for. Give me Coach Sal. I can handle All it. All right. There you go. Uh, Lone Wolf, do you have any sleepers when it comes to freshmen that could start besides Cormani? Um, start is tough. No. But I will say Kofi Taylor Barracks and O'Marion Miller have made quite an impression. So have Dylan Edwards. Oh, yeah. Dylan would be probably mine. But a lot of competition there. Last one. Uh, Eric, what does Coach Prime have to do to be on the same level legacy-wise as Coach Mack? Win a, Win a national, national championship. championship. Yep. And, in fact, he would be uh, probably on a higher level if he just does that. Yeah, bringing him back from the ashes. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. There you go. Got a show coming up right after us, Broncos. Um, star-studded cast. Yes. Zach Stevens, Todd Davis, James Palmer. Yep. Tune in.